If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello and welcome to the Retro Hour Annual Christmas Super Quiz. I'm Dan Wood and today we're going to be testing our panel of retro gaming experts on all things related to the golden age of video games and computers to find out who is going to be crowned the Super Quiz winner of 2020. And hopefully we're not all too quizzed out after the Zoom quizzes throughout the summer in 2020. But let's welcome our guest this week. First of all, I was going to say the returning champ, but actually I think past winner would be more appropriate because you actually hosted the quiz last year. Paul Drury from Retro Gamer Magazine. Hello, Paul. Hello. Thank you very much for having me, although I am missing my normal quiz partner, Ollie, and I have a horrible feeling at the end of this show, you're going to realise that he was the brains behind this operation. <laughs> well, we had to test it out to see who was really the smart one, I yeah. think. So um, yeah, we'll find out. Well, Paul, it's always nice to have you back. Thanks, mate. And uh, next we've got Neil from RMC. Now, I know RMC has uh, changed its meaning recently. I've got a feeling now it means um, retro master of computers. Is that right, Neil? Oh, I very much doubt it. I very much doubt it indeed. Help, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> but it is amazing to have you on. I mean, obviously your channel, people I'm sure all watch you on YouTube. I mean, you're a bit more, would you say, a bit more computer orientated than consoles or? Yeah, I'm more about the micros. I spend an awful lot of time fixing them up and a very little amount of time actually playing games on them. <laughs> <laughs> so a few few technical questions, please. There are plenty of computer questions you'll be pleased to know. Excellent, excellent. And let's welcome on, I never thought I'd say this, last year's champion, Mr. Joe Fox. Hello, Joe. Hello. I, I don't think it's going to be a repeat performance. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm so nervous that I'm going to come last. <laughs> like, I literally know nothing about computers. I've got no Ravi. I've got no Dan. I'm here alone. Oh, dear. You feel like you're in a little rowing boat in the middle of a lake that's uh, yeah. coming further and further from the shore. 100%. 100 million percent. <laughs> that's how I feel at the moment. <laughs> well, let's welcome on Ravi Abbott as well, who um, I believe has lost four years on the bounce. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and maintain my record. I'm, I'm sitting here with hazelnuts and uh, wafers. Oh God, he's got someone on his team. Who's Hazel? <laughs> Cheat! Hazelnuts, we all know her. Yeah, Mrs. Nuts, she's uh, great. Now, the way this works is we're going to have 10 rounds of 12 questions to test your knowledge on all aspects of retro games and technology. If I feel like you're hesitating and taking a little bit too long on one of the questions, you will hear this 10-second countdown. And then, when that finishes, you either you've answered or the time's run out. What I'll do then is I'll pass it to the next player alphabetically and give them a chance to get the point before asking them their own question. So you could actually earn a load of points for getting questions right. Now, there are no teams, every man for himself. At the end of it, we're going to find out who is crowned the Retro Hour Christmas Super Quiz Champion of 2020. Are we all feeling confident? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the attitude we I like. It's on the bottom, so, you know, let <laughs> me go up. Now, before we do and get into the quiz this year, let's give a big thank you to an incredible supporter of the Retro Hour podcast, our dear friends at Retro Gamer magazine. Now, at the moment, obviously, Retro Gamer, we should all read Retro Gamer. Paul is one of the writers of Retro Gamer magazine. I mean, what, what have you been working on recently? Um, I, yeah, the, the forthcoming one I've got is I interviewed a, a fascinating woman called Betty Ryan. There's not that many women that were part of the uh, the video game industry back in the early 80s, but she worked at GCC that's probably best known for Miss Pac-Man. Um, right. She was a fascinating woman and says a lot of things about not just making games, but the way women were treated back then. So, um, yeah, I've just finished writing that up. So uh, that's coming out next issue. Fantastic. And in the current issue of Retro Gamer, we've got a history of Turrican, one of my favourite games. Love that on the Amiga back in the day. At Skies of Arcadia. I know you're hyped about that one, Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Love Skies of Arcadia. And also 25 Years of Worms, which is awesome. Yeah, I totally love Worms. And, you know, Worms had its ups and downs, so it's good to look at all the different games and kind of get a, a full spectrum of that 25 years. I just can't believe it's been 25 years since Worms came out. Where's that time gone? 
<laughs> Crazy. Silent Hill Battle Zone in there. There's so much in this month's issue. And actually, Retro Gaming Magazine have teamed up with the fantastic 8BitDo as well. Now, at the moment, they want to give you a free retro Bluetooth controller when you subscribe for six months. Not only do you get the controller, but also you can save 22% on the price of Retro Gamer Magazine. So you need to do this while stocks last. And I mean, we're looking at the, the controllers I've got here as well. I mean, we've talked about these on the podcast before. They're inspired by classic console controllers, aren't they? I mean, I bet you're looking at that Mega Drive inspired one, Joe, and getting a bit bit excited over that one. I love them all. You've got, what I love about it is the variety. I love the Mega Drive one, but you've also got the Saturn, you've got the Super Nintendo, you've got the Dogbone NES, you've got the Famicom and the classic NES on there as well, which is awesome to choose from. So if you subscribe today, you will get a free 8-bit dough controller worth £30. All you've got to do is use our exclusive website address and you will um, be helping out the podcast for doing this. Magazinesdirect.com forward slash RH8bit. So that is letter R, letter H, number 8, bit. And I'll put that in our show notes as well. And actually, if you already subscribe to Retro Gamer, obviously you can gift the mag to someone else and uh, keep the controller for yourself, you know. The true spirit of Christmas. That's uh, six months of Retro Gamer magazine with a retro controller absolutely free by heading to the website magazinesdirect.com forward slash RH8bit. Right then, guys. Are we ready to get into this year's Super Quiz? I just got a fright. <laughs> My heart's <laughs> <stupid> <laughs> Now, we are going to get into round one, which is going to be a nice, easy one to get us into the proceedings today, general knowledge. And we'll start with the player whose name comes first alphabetically, and that is last year's winner, Joe. Oh, Christ. So question one to Joe. What does Mario jump on when he completes a level? A flagpole. Flag is correct. Okay, cool. Question two, question two to Neil. Notch is the world-famous designer of which blocky retro-inspired video game? Tetris? I'm going to give give Paul a chance to answer that one. I think blocky's the clue. Is it Minecraft? It is. And question three... Very modern. (laughs) And question three to Paul. What was the name of the 1990 video game that officially featured Michael Jackson as the hero? It was called Moonwalker. Is correct. Question four to Ravi. Solid Snake is a hero in which famous video game franchise? Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear, I'll accept. Question five to Joe. What's the name of the alien alliance who are the main antagonist in the first trilogy of Halo games? You know, when you started saying that question, I was like, I pray this isn't Halo. Because <laughs> I know the... F- Ten seconds. The Flood. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Uh, I'll, um, I'll gonna... give Neil a chance to answer that one. Hmm. Oh, I played an awful lot of Halo, the first one, and I can't remember. Um <laughs> Ten seconds. The, is it the Covenant? The Covenant is correct. Well done. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, question six to Neil. Cygnosis published the 1991 puzzle game Lemmings. Which game studio developed it? They were called DMA. DMA Design Game. Thanks for the help. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Just because Neil had answered the last question, I'm like, oh, it's my game. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm it really was. sorry, Neil. Well, he didn't got that on his own anyway. I'm giving you a virtual high five. Sorry. Okay, question seven to Paul. The most popular American football video game franchise is named after which individual? I presume you're referring to the John Madden series? That is correct. Question number eight to Ravi. What colour do the ghost enemies turn to once Pac-Man eats a power pellet? Blue. Blue is correct. Question nine for Joe. Characters in video games who cannot be outrightly controlled by players are known by which acronym? Um, NPCs. NPCs is correct, non-playable characters. Question 10 to Neil. The classic arcade game Pong was manufactured by which company? That was Atari. It was indeed. Question 11 to Paul. Ocean Software was based in which northern city? (laughs) Manchester. Manchester is correct. And question 12, last one of this round. Name the annual British video game award ceremony that has been running in the UK since 1983. The Golden Joystick. That is correct. Woo! So at the end of round one, Samantha is just totting up the scores. I think that was a pretty strong start for you all there. How are we looking, Samantha? 
Paul's in the lead with four, then Ravi and Neil are joint on three, and Jerry's last on two. Wow, okay. So um, a bit of a slow start for last year's winner there, Joe. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling all right because I pretty much knew all of them other than, like, the one I got wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was just sitting there going, Covenant, Covenant. Honestly, I I was like Cortana, and I was like, that's the woman. That's the... And I know the flood. People are going to go, but the flood is the bad guy in the third one, but... I don't, I, I don't know if they're in the first two because I've not played the first two. So Cortana would be wicked. Wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, me going easy on you guys. So oh, uh, we're going to set things That's up. That's all my points. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be all right on this one, though, Joe, because round number two is about Nintendo. Oh, gosh. Ooh. Here we go. All right. So here we go. Question number one to Joe The Nintendo Game Boy used which type of display technology? Oh, bloody. <laughs> Um, it was magnetic. I don't know. I don't know the word for it. I'm going to pass it on and give it a Neil a chance to answer it. Was it Passive Matrix? Passive Matrix LCD is correct. And question two to Neil. In which city is Nintendo's Japanese headquarters located? It's going to be a guess. Give me 10 seconds. Um, let's go with Tokyo. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Do you want to have a chance to answer that one, Paul? Yeah, it's almost an anagram, mate. Uh, it's Kyoto, isn't it? Kyoto ah. is correct. Actually, joking. Kyoto is an anagram of Tokyo. I've never noticed that before. <laughs> I, think, I think it is. Okay, so uh, question three to Paul. What is the name of Nintendo's first ever Game & Watch title? Uh, it was called Ball. Ball is correct. Ravi, question four. What was the first NES game to use the Konami code? Is it Contra? That's correct. I'll give Joe a chance to answer that one. Well, I was going to go with Contra, so... uh... Ten seconds. R-Type. I don't even know if that's correct. It was Gradius, is right. So, question five to Joe. What was the first Super Nintendo game to use the Super FX chip? Uh, Starwing, Star Fox. Correct. Question six for Neil. What was the first Nintendo game to have a battery-backed-up save game feature? Ooh. Let's go with um, Super Mario World. Incorrect. Paul? I, th- I think it might be Yoshi's Island. Ooh, it was Legend of Zelda. Oh, cool. Tough question. I actually knew Question that one. Seven. One I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all believe you, Joe. <laughs> Question seven for Paul. The Nintendo 64 was originally going to be launched by which product name? I think it was, uh, can I go for Ultra 64? Ultra 64 is correct. Yeah. Ravi, question eight. What's the name of the sequel to Super Mario World? And obviously it's Super Mario World 2, but there is a, <laughs> an addition to the name. I'm so bad. Uh, it's Super Mario Brothers. Correct. I'll give Joe a chance to answer, answer that one. I believe the answer was actually given by Paul a second ago. It's Yoshi's Island. <laughs> Yoshi's Island is correct. That implies I know the questions that are coming. <laughs> okay, number nine to Joe. The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening was first released on which Nintendo platform? Link's Awakening, uh, the Game Boy. Game Boy's correct. Question 10 to Neil. What was the name of the light gun peripheral for the original Nintendo Entertainment System? That was the Zapper. The Zapper is correct. Question 11 for Paul. In which year was the game Duck Hunt first released in Japan? I think it was a launch title for the Famicom, so 1983. Incorrect. I'm going to give uh, Ravi a chance to answer that one. I'll just say 1984. <laughs> 84 is correct. So it wasn't a launch title. Damn. Uh, 84, apparently, according to, uh, according to Wikipedia, which is a fountain of all knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and question 12 to Ravi, last one of this round. Which planet does the character Kirby come from? Uh, Jupiter. Incorrect. Joe, do you want to answer that one? Uh, I do. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds. Popstar? Popstar is correct. Oh, Woo! 
There we go, the end of the Nintendo round. So in reverse order, Samantha, how we're looking? The losers first. So Neil's on four, then you've got Ravi on four as well, Joe on six, and Paul is in the lead on seven. Oh, there's everything to play for though, boys. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now round three, I'm going to be disappointed if you get any of these wrong, because round three is called Fair's Fair. Now, having known all you guys for several years, these are questions I think you personally should know the answer to. Oh, God. So everyone in this round has been tailored to the person answering. Yeah. In 2008, so. Joe, we met. What meal did we have? <laughs> How many beers have we consumed over the years? Yeah. Oh, God. Now, we are going to start, though, with Joe. Number one, which character do you play in Grand Theft Auto 3. Strong start to the round. Ten seconds. I, not the foggiest. Tony something. I don't know. Oh, Incorrect. Tony. Neil, do you want to have a go at that? Oh, he's throwing me with Tony. Tony. Is it Tony? Is it Tony? Tony... Cipriani, was it? Incorrect. Claude. It is Claude. His name was Claude. 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 No, Claude. 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 I'm going to go with, it, f- it feels a bit late to be going into the Amigas, but I'm, I'm going to go with the A500 Plus. Incorrect. No. Paul, do you want to have a go? Yeah, and I was already thinking Amiga, but I was going to go for an Amiga 1000, thinking that that might be a clue. Incorrect. It was the Atari ST 1040 that was released in 1986. So question three to Paul. Which rare Atari 2600 cartridge was made by the Coca-Cola Corporation? Oh, I'm, I'm intrigued why you think I'd know that. Um, <laughs> I know you're an Atari fan. Yeah, the VCS. Um, let me have a tiny think. I don't know. Maybe so. Ravi, do you want to go that one? Uh, for the VCS. Mm. Mm. I'll give you 10 seconds. Yeah. Uh... Asteroids, I don't know. Correct. It was Pepsi Invaders. Oh, okay. Question Question four. Ravi, how many independent channels of audio does the Amiga have? Four. Four is correct. Joe, what is the fifth zone in Sonic 2? I should give you ten seconds. Hmm. Labyrinth zone. Afraid. Starlight, no, <laughs> Labyrinth zone. I don't know. Like, Neil, do you want to go at that one? Um, there was a casino one. Was it Was it the casino zone? It was Hilltop zone. Ah. <laughs> number, number six for Neil. <laughs> Which Amiga computer would you have found in the Wild, the Weird and the Wicked pack? Oh, you know I should know this. I know I should know this. <laughs> Ten seconds. <laughs> Was that the 1200? Incorrect. No. Paul, do you want to go? Right. I mean, I shouldn't know this one because <laughs> I'll go for the Amiga 600. 600 is correct. <laughs> and Neil's been covering that recently Thank on his you. channel as well. <laughs> okay, then question number seven for Paul. Which classic arcade character's speech is randomly generated by its game sound chip? I think you'd be referring to Cubert. Cubert is correct. Question number eight to Ravi. In which game would you find a megacorp called Eurocorp who invented the chip? A syndicate. Syndicate's correct. Question nine for Joe. What is the name of the final course in all Super Mario Kart games? Uh, Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road <laughs> I is panic so much. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10 for Neil. Another Amiga question, Neil. Because I know you're not oh, Which year was the Amiga 4000 released? Hmm. 
10 seconds. That was the first AGA one, wasn't it? Um, 92. 92 is correct. Yes. Number 11 to Paul. Which item made Mario invincible in Super Mario Brothers? Uh, a mushroom. You have, you have to say more than that? Uh, not what I've got here. I'll give Ravi yeah. a chance to answer that. Oh dear, that. that's rubbish, isn't it? Or a feather. Incorrect, it was oh. Starman. Starman? Star. Star. Starman is in David Bowie's. He listens to <laughs> David Bowie's Starman. Oh, man, it's invincible. Star with a little face on it, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah all right. Starman. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool, though. And last one of this round, question 12. Ravi, which video games company was based at 55 Ashbourne Road in Derby? Uh, that would be Core. Core design is correct. So there we go. I think you did all right at that round. Questions that you should have known. Um, how we're looking then from uh, least to most, Samantha? Uh, Neil's on five. Then you've got Ravi and Joe, which are joint on seven. And Paul is on nine. Paul is on nine, so Paul's still in the lead. Cheers. Ooh, Can I play that round? I'm not sure we did as well as you expected. Now, that may you know be what? We're, we're rubbish, or you don't know us at all, Dan. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> Ravi smashed that round. <laughs> it seemed really hard for the rest of us. <laughs> Giving Ravi a fighting chance. I was thinking after I got the second one wrong, I was like, I'll get one of Ravi's. And I was like, I'm not getting any of these. <laughs> My faith in you all was misplaced. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, Joe, you're going to have a big comeback here, I'm sure. Okay. Round four is the Sega round. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go then. Question one. Besides Sonic, this is for Joe, which other Sega character was a playable character in Super Smash Bros. 4? Super Smash Bros. 4 is the... This is your GameCube, Wii, Wii U. Other than Sonic. Give you 10 seconds. I didn't play the Wii U one that much. Um... I don't know. I don't know. Time's up, I'm afraid. Neil, do you want to have a guess? Uh, let's go with Knuckles. No, I think it was Bayonetta. Oh, that's hard. Question number two for Neil. Which famous entertainer reportedly composed music for Sonic 3? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is correct. Question three to Paul. What type of animal is Sonic's companion, Knuckles? Uh, a fox? Is that right? Oh. Ravi, do you want to have a go there? Idiot. Skunk. He's an enchender. Enchender. Yeah, enchender. Enchender. Yeah. Hang on. Of, Sorry. Type... What hell <laughs> is that? <laughs> Who did this? Knuckles. Oh, knuckles. A... knuckles. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, I thought knuckles. you'd been the yeah, two tails fella. <laughs> no, he said Knuckles. Knuckles. No, Knuckles. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Of course he's an enchender. I can even spell it. <laughs> Sorry. I can't spell it. I can't even say oh, it. I need to listen to the question. <laughs> that does help sometimes. Which city... Is Sega's Japanese headquarters located in Ravi? Osaka. Incorrect. Joe, do you want to have a go at that one? Is it Tokyo? Shin, shin, shin. Yeah. Tokyo is correct. Cool. Okay, question five to Joe. Which 1993 Sonic game was released for both the Game Gear and the Master System? <laughs> Ten seconds. Sonic Labyrinth. Incorrect. Another go, Neil? Sonic Chaos. Sonic Chaos ah. is correct. Yes. Neil storming the Sega knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question six for Neil. What speed was the CD-ROM drive in the Sega Saturn? Ooh. That's, that's got to be two speed. Double speed is correct. Yeah. Paul, not including the D-pad oh. or the VMU... <laughs> How many buttons are on the Dreamcast controller? Right, give me a moment. A bit longer for this right. one. Yep. So not the D-pad, okay, so we've got... Yeah, or the VMU. Right, I don't... If there's two triggers, one trigger... Eight? Incorrect. Ravi? I'll say seven. Seven is right. You've got four, four action buttons, two triggers, and the start button. Okay, question number eight to Ravi. What was the last Sonic game released in the 90s? Oh, in the 90s. Um, was it Sonic 3? Incorrect, Joe. 
let me think about this because I'm torn between a couple. I'm going to go for Sonic R. Incorrect. It was Sonic Pocket Adventure for the Neo Geo Pocket that came out on December 3rd, 1999. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Easy one, <when> you know. <laughs> and question nine to Joe. What was the original 1985 launch name for the Sega Master System in Japan? Uh, I'll give you 10 seconds. I don't know. Do you never get that, Neil? Um, was it the Mark III? Mark III was correct. Oh, yeah. Well done. Okay, for Neil, number 10. Which Sega console went by the codename Project Mercury during development? That was the Game Gear. Game Gear is correct. Question 11 to Paul. Which console generation did the Sega Saturn belong to? Oh, I hate these questions. <laughs> Fifth? Fifth is correct. Well done. Thanks. And the last one of the round to number 12. Not including the D-pad. Oh, How many buttons are on a standard Sega Saturn controller? Saturn? Hmm. I'll give you a moment. Nine? Nine is correct. Six action buttons, a start and two shoulder buttons. So there we go. The end of the Sega round. How are we looking, Samantha? Oh, you've got Joe and Ravi with eight. And then we've got Neil and Paul on ten. Wow. Ooh. Joy Ooh. leaders on ten. Retro hour crew, we need to step up. I was going to say, Neil Storm in that round. I did terrible. I think I got one right again. Neil, it is traditional that the outsiders humiliate the, the people that actually do the podcast. So well done, mate. Oh, why didn't you tell me that at the start? Right, okay. We're on. Now, because at this stage in the quiz, I know you guys have all got a bit of fight in you. Round number five is all about fighting games. So question number one for Joe. Which character in the Street Fighter series was inspired by martial arts legend Bruce Lee? Oh, um, Fei Long. That's correct. Question two for Neil. Ed Boon and John Tobias are the original designers of which renowned video game franchise? Total yes, total yes. Um, Double Dragon. Incorrect, Paul. Don't have a go. Yeah, there. it's Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is correct. Question number three to Paul. Which beat-em-up series had a 1994 movie based on it starring Mark DeCascos and Scott Wolf in the lead roles? Right. Um, I'm glad you're not asking me to spell those. Um, <laughs> well, could that be a double dragon? It was, Neil. I was, about, I was about to say, we've just had that answer. <laughs> and I thought, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Question number four to Ravi. Which early 90s fighter would you find the characters of Danny, Junior and Doug? Mm. Streets of Rage. Incorrect, Joe. I'm having a think. Ten seconds. And it's an early fighting game. Oh, early 90s. Um, Time's up, number three. It was Body Blows. What was it? Body Blows, yeah. Body Blows. Body blows. I, I used to play that rubbish two. game. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five to Joe. In which Mortal Kombat game did we first see the character of Baraka? Mortal Kombat 2. Is correct. Question number six for Neil. Which Namco fighting games were made by the Project Soul development team? Soul Calibur. Is correct. Clue is in the name. Uh, question seven to Paul. How many characters were playable in the original Street Fighter 2? Eight. Eight is correct. And question eight to Ravi. Who is the end boss of Mortal Kombat 1? Was it Garo? Garo? Correct, Joe. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung is correct. Question number nine for Joe. You're offered the choice of three playable characters in Streets of Rage 1. Adam and Blaze and who else? Axel. You had to get that one. I had to get that. I had Question to get that. number ten for Neil. Who is the main boss in Golden Axe 1? The end game boss, you mm. mean? Uh, Death Adder? Death Adder is correct. Yeah. And question eleven to Paul. 
Which two consoles was the original Killer Instinct released on? Well, it was on the N64, and I think it was in the arcade, wasn't it? It was released as an arcade game. Oh. Incorrect. Ravi? Um, I know it is N64, and... Uh... Oh, I know what it is now. I know what it is. <laughs> was it the GameCube? That's correct. It was on the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy. Killer Instinct Gold came out on the N64. Oh, that God. was Killer Instinct 2. Yeah. Oh, they were both thinking name. of gold, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And last one of this round to Ravi. Question 12. What was the first arcade fighting game to feature fully 3D polygon graphics? That was Virtue Fighter. Virtual Fighter. Virtual Fighter is correct. So there we go at the end of that round then. How are the scores looking, Samantha? Uh, Ravi's on 9, then you've got Joe and Neil which are tying on 12 and Paul is in the lead on 13. Oh, just ahead. Ooh. That's about right. Ooh, I did alright in that one. <laughs> I've got to get Paul. And we're halfway through the quiz now as well, so let's just take a quick breather here. We all doing alright though, guys? We all feeling happy? <laughs> it's very close, isn't it? It's really <laughs> close. It it's really close. I'm, I can't believe how how slammed I got by Neil in the Sega round. You've killed me. You really killed me in that round. Neil's console knowledge there. Smashed it. Well, I got. I, I did listen to last year's quiz to try and prep myself. I'm not, I'm not sure how quite how much that's helped me, but um, seems to be. I working. thought that yeah. was probably the best of the quizzes. The quiz masters on last year's were absolutely brilliant. Way better presenters as well. Honestly, real yeah. pros, those, those guys were, yeah. So uh, now before we get into the second half of the quiz, let's take a moment to give a big thank you to our incredible sponsor, our good mates at Bitmap Books, who of course publish the best retro gaming video books that celebrate the look and feel of systems and games that we grew up playing. And obviously at the moment, I mean, it might be the same, I don't know if you guys are the same. I know some others here with me, so I won't give away too many clues, but you know, people in your family might be asking, oh, what do you want for Christmas this year? Now, Bitmap Books, they do the most beautiful books. Now, they've got visual compendiums that celebrate systems like the Commodore 64, the Atari 2600, and I know you're a big fan of the Master System book, Joe. Yeah, I love the Master System book. I actually got it for Christmas last year from you, Dan. Um, and yes. It's an absolute beautiful book, and I learned so much from it as well. You know, you're not just looking through the pictures or anything like that. There's so much awesome information in there about the consoles as well. And also we did um, an episode about the games that weren't that covers more than 80 video games that were cancelled and released or didn't make it to market for whatever reason. you got the Super Nintendo Pixel Book, Neo Geo, A Visual History. So if you want to treat yourself to a little Christmas present, have a look and support this podcast by heading to their website at bitmapbooks.co.uk. Right then. Are we ready for round number six? Bring it on. This is where I bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Ravi. Okay, here we go. Number six. We're going to have a bit more general knowledge in this one. Give you all a chance to uh, scrape back a few points. I don't know why I'm right. So, I keep writing like general knowledge, and I'm like, I don't know how it's going to help. <laughs> Anything that helps, Joe. <laughs> right here we go. Question number one for Joe: Who is the main character in Final Fantasy VII? Uh, Cloud Strife. Cloud Strife is correct. Question number two for Neil. Which Nintendo console was developed under the codename VR32? VR32. Um, I'll give you 10 seconds. Is it the Virtual Boy? Oh, sorry, Virtual Boy is correct. Sorry. Yes. Oh, 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 I was going to say Virtual Boy. <laughs> I was going to say Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bit fast on the buttons there. Okay, round number three to Paul. What are the names of the two playable characters in Bubble Bubble? Uh, Bob and Bob. Bob and Bob is correct. Question number four for Ravi. Name the cancelled 1988 video game system that was being developed by Connix. The Connix Multisystem. Is correct. Question number five for Joe. The magazine Superplay focused on which console? This is going to be a complete, complete guess. Um, Super Nintendo? Is correct. Oh, I knew that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a complete guess. It had super in the title, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you were making okay, that more dramatic than it needed to be. <laughs> See if you know this one, Neil. Question six. Which console was the first to get a CD-ROM drive add-on? Uh, that would be the PC Engine. Is correct. In 1988. Number seven for Paul. What did the letter I in the Philips CDI system stand for? I think it's interactive. Is correct. 
And question number eight for Ravi. Liberty City in Grand Theft Auto was originally based on which real-life city? New York. New York's correct. Number nine for Joe. Which movie did Dwayne The Rock Johnson star in that was based on a video game? Doom. You know that, you love that film. Love that I'd like to point out that he was in Rampage as well. Yeah, would you have accepted that? <laughs> I would have accepted either. There you go. You got the one that's written down on my paper there. Okay, question number 10 for Neil. The original Quake features music composed by which famous rock band? Oh, I know this. I know this because I was doing a mashup with it for my own quiz this week and I can't oh, remember who it is. 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, no. Um... Nine Inch Nails. Is correct, <laughs> just in the nick of time. And question 11 for Paul. Actor Robin Williams named his daughter after which Nintendo game franchise? Oh, God. Oh, let me have a thing. Well, Ze- Zelda. Zelda's right, correct. Guess, Zelda right. Williams' daughter. <laughs> and last one of this round to Ravi. Number 12. Which company brought us the Cyber Razor Cut in 1992. That'd be Sega. Sega is correct. We all wanted one of them, didn't we? So how are we looking at the end of round six, Samantha? So Ravi's clawing it back. He's got 12. And then we've got Joe and Neil on 15, and Paul is still on the lead with 16. Very tight, this, isn't it? I need a tiebreaker at this rate. And as Paul manages to keep it in the lead for the last couple of rounds. I see you doing this one, because round number seven... It's about computers. Oh, yes. I'm after Neil, though, so I'm not going to get any sloppy seconds (laughs) after Neil. (laughs) Okay, number one, Joe. The Amstrad Mega PC featured a 386 PC and which console? Can you repeat that? Sorry. (laughs) Okay. The Amstrad Mega PC featured a 386 PC and which console? Give you 10 seconds. I've never even heard of it. A Mega Drive. <laughs> Mega Drive oh, is correct. Is that correct? <laughs> He's making it dramatic. They're closing the question. <laughs> oh, oh I didn't, I, that was an absolute guess. Honestly, I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay, question two for Neil. What's the name of Atari's last computer? Uh, that was the Falcon. Yeah. Falcon is correct. Question three for Paul. Which system... Did the space combat game Space War originally run on? Right. I'm going to say a PDP, and I think it was 11. Uh, wait, so PD, it's you're bloody man. harsh because the PDP, it, it, yeah. wrote, it ran on more than one computer there. I've interviewed <laughs> yeah. bloody Steve Russell that made that game, right? So are you giving it PDP you could, you could or get it wrong, more? Yeah, it's a PDP one. We'll accept PDP. Right, well done, okay. Paul. Thank you. <laughs> I think I advocated <laughs> myself there. <laughs> or else. Okay, number four. Ravi, what was Commodore's first computer? God. Um, the pet? Incorrect. Uh, Can I give Joe a chance to answer that one? Uh, Commodore 64. <laughs> Incorrect. It was the Kim one. Oh, oh God, yeah. That <laughs> I thing. knew that one. That was a single board computer. It was. Yeah. Still a computer, though, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still a computer. Right, question five to Joe. Which operating system did Microsoft release in 2001? Um... We'll give you 10 seconds. Um, XP. I know it's too late. It's oh, correct, okay, cool. yeah. Windows XP. Number six for Neil. The Dragon 32 is compatible with which American system? Uh, the TRS-80. Is correct. Question number seven to Paul. Which Apple computer is said to be named after Steve Jobs' daughter? I don't really know, but is it the Lisa? Lisa's correct. Question number eight to Ravi. What is the capacity of a double-density MS-DOS or Windows-formatted floppy disk? That's double-density, not high-density. Double, not high. Mm. Um, 800K? Incorrect, Joe. How, why have I got that question? Seriously, the Lisa question was so easy. Uh, <laughs> They're all easy if you know them. So what's, what's the question? The capacity of a... What's the capacity of a double-density MS-DOS or Windows-formatted floppy disk? Eight litres. <laughs> <laughs> it was 720K. Okay. <laughs> okay, number nine for Joe. 
Which company made the 68000 processor that you'd find in the Amiga, Atari ST, Mac, and the Sega Mega Drive? Toshiba. Incorrect. Neil? Motorola. Motorola is correct. Number 10 for Neil. In CPU architecture, what does RISC stand for? Reduced instruction set. I can never remember the C. Um, 10 seconds. Computer. Correct. (laughs) Number 11 for Paul. Which company released the Archimedes range of computers? Acorn. Acorn's correct. And last one in this round to Ravi. Which brand did Intel introduce in 1993 to follow up the 486? Pentium. Pentium's correct. There we go. Have things changed much in that round, Samantha? She's just tightened up the scores. Okay, so Ravi's on 13, Joey's on 17, and Neil and Paul are tie again on 19. Wow, I don't think we've ever had a tie this late in the quiz before. Yeah, normally we've absolutely humiliated you by this stage, (laughs) uh, and you're just trailing in our wake. So it's a nice change. Oh, wait, you're still trailing in our wake. Well done, Neil. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's fighting talk. Right, here we go. Round number eight. Now, this one is called Big Flops. It's about failed games and systems. So these are games that maybe had a really bad reputation or systems that, you know, just didn't sell very well. So number one to Joe, Rise 2 Resurrection is the sequel to which game? Rise of the Robots. Rise of the Robots is correct. Question number two for Neil. Which console did Apple and Bandai collaborate on? Hmm. Now give me ten seconds. Is it the Pippin? Pippin is correct. Yes. Question three for Paul. Which console used the slogan, do the math, in its marketing? Oh, God. These are failed consoles. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Amiga CD. Incorrect, Ravi. Atari Jaguar. Atari Jaguar is correct. Question number four for Ravi. Name the handheld game system produced by Tiger Telematics in 2005 that featured a GPS and a digital camera. Oh, God. Was it just the Tiger? Incorrect. Can you repeat the question? Because I think I know it. Yeah. Name the handheld game system produced by Tiger Telematics in 2005 that featured a GPS and a digital camera. Is it Gizmondo? Correct. Question number five for Joe. What was the name of the ill-fated disk drive add-on for the Nintendo 64? Uh, the Nintendo DD. 64 DD, I accept that. Okay, and number six for Neil. Name the video game's console technology that was built into DVD players from 2000 to 2003. Oh, was it called the Neon? Or Neo? Can't accept that. It's close. It's the Nuon. Nuon is correct. Okay, question number seven for Paul. Which 1993 gaming system was capable of playing laser discs? Oh, um, I think that might be the CDI. Incorrect. Ravi? 3DO. It was the Laser Active. No. <laughs> We've all got one of them, yeah? <laughs> okay, number eight for Ravi. Which rare 3D platformer sold only 55,000 copies in its original run? Bubsy 3D. Incorrect. I'm going to give Joe a chance to answer that. What's the, what original? Which rare 3D platformer sold only 55,000 copies in its original run? I'll give you 10 seconds. Banjo-Kazooie? It was Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, oh, Conker's con- Bad oh, Fur okay. Day. Fair yeah. I thought it- Great game, but yeah, didn't sell very well. Okay, and question number nine for Joe. Which FPS sequel spent 15 years in development before being released to poor reception in 2011? Duke Nukem Forever. That's correct. Question number 10 for Neil. 
This console was Mattel's first video games console since the Intellivision and had only five titles released for it. What was it? God, I knew Joe's I knew Joe's question. Oh, <laughs> Mattel console. Ten seconds. It's a micro, but I'll say Aquarius. Incorrect, Paul. I don't think I know. Um, no, they were doing one recently, weren't they? Ten seconds. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, it was the hyperscan. Really? Okay. Okay, number eleven for Paul. Name the nineteen ninety three system released by Fujitsu that sold an underwhelming 45,000 units. Is it the FM Towns Marty? Is correct. And last one of the round to Ravi. Which system was originally developed under the codename Handy? Ten seconds. The Game Gear? Incorrect. Do you want to have a go, Joe? I do. I know um, it now. Oh. Mm. The Lynx? Lynx is correct. That's how. There we go. The end of round number eight. I knew it straight after. I can't handle the pressure. (laughs) (laughs) You and Atari. You all crack up. Honestly. I was going to say, because, you know, we're doing the best of episode last week. Actually, listen to RJ Michael's story about that again. Oh, wow. How are we looking then, Samantha? Ravi has got 14. Neil has got 20. Paul has dropped down to second place with 21. And Joe is now in the lead with 22. Wow. Wow. Joe, it could be two years on the on the bounce for a Please win. See what you get. Let's <laughs> see what you get when you mess with the Warriors. <laughs> no, no, it's got to go all tits up in this round now. <laughs> right, well, here we go. Anything could happen in the last two rounds of the Retro Hour Christmas Super Quiz 2020. We'll have a little breather in this round, though. We'll do general knowledge. So, round number one, Joe. Pac-Man is chased by four ghosts. What colour is the ghost named Clyde. Here we go. I'm sure we've had this before. Orange. Orange is correct. Question number two to Neil. In the original Tomb Raider, released in 1996, who is the main villain? Not a clue. I'm going to say Handsome Joe. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good, then. Paul? I'm really... I... (laughs) I don't know. That is that shouldn't be hard. I'm, I don't know. It is Jacqueline Natla. Okay, no, that is hard. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> okay, question three to Paul. In the movie Terminator 2 Judgment Day, what arcade game is John Connor playing at the moment when the T-1000 spots him in the Galleria Mall? I know this. He's playing Missile Command. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Clearly I don't know scene, this. But not at that moment. <laughs> Ravi? I know it. Pac-Man? Incorrect. It was Afterburner. I really thought it was Missile Command. He does play Missile Command. Earlier earlier in the movie, he does. And then he moves. Oh, so he was playing Missile Command first? Yeah. But then at the moment when the T-1000 spots him, he's on Afterburner. That's That's really All in the question. (laughs) I want you to leave that in the edit so they know, right? Hey, those important details matter at this stage in the quiz. Right, here we go. Number four to Ravi. Donkey Kong was created to repurpose unsold cabinets of which previous arcade title? I'll give you ten seconds. Donkey Kong. Was it Pac-Man? Time's up, I'm for No. Joe? Radar Scope. Radar scope is correct. I've never heard of that. Number five for Joe. <laughs> Here's one, Joe. What is Sonic the Hedgehog's middle name? The. <laughs> Neil? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I think, I think that should be allowed. Um, as if I'm going to know this. Uh, pass. Pass. Okay. It was Morris, oh, apparently. <laughs> Sonic the Morris Hedgehog. Like Morris Hedgehog. Morris. Okay. Number six to Neil. What kind of car do you drive in the original Outrun? Oh, that's a Ferrari Testarossa. Is correct. Number seven for Paul. 
Which fighting video game franchise is home to the character of Nina Williams? Check it. It's correct. Number eight for Revy. What's the name of Crash Bandicoot's sister? He gets Nina Williams. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nina she features Williams, in the game. <laughs> um, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Saz Bandicoot? I don't know. Coco. Coco's correct. Number nine for Joe. In the original Super Mario Brothers game for the NES, what colour are Mario's dungarees? Ten seconds. I'm looking around my room, like... I've been <laughs> You've got there. a pair of dungarees in your room? No, I'm looking for, like, <laughs> Mario, but... <laughs> blue. Incorrect. Do you want to have a go now? I can see the box. I don't know if it's the same in the game, but I think he had white dungarees on his uh, No. No, on, on the box it is white, uh, but in the game it's red. Red in the game. Uh, okay, number ten for Neil. What was the name of the development system for the original PlayStation that was released to users and hobbyists? Um, I can never pronounce this right, but is it the Net Yaroos or Yarols? Yep, correct. Yeah. Net Yarols. Yarols, there we go. <laughs> Number 11 to Paul. What was the project code name of the Atari 2600? Stella. Stella. Could do one of those yeah. after this quiz. <laughs> and number 12, last one of the round. What popular dining franchise is the founder of Atari also responsible for? <laughs> Chucky, <laughs> Chucky, of course it was. Yes. <laughs> the old ones are the best ones. <laughs> now, for new listeners, I might not know why that's funny, but yeah, Ravi blurted that out, I think, in a round a couple of years ago. So, <laughs> so only one round. I have not yet visited one. <laughs> I heard they've gone bust recently. It might have to be quick. Okay, the end of round nine then. How are the scores looking, lovely Samantha? So, Ravi's got 15, and then we've got Neil on 22, Paul is on 23, and Joe is slightly smashing it a little bit with 25. Wow, Joe, 25. So, last round of the Retro Hour Quiz 2020. And, of course, because we're all feeling festive at the moment, round number 10 is called Christmas Capers. Oh, yeah. This one was a bit of a challenge to do because it's all about Christmas-themed video games, of which actually there aren't that many. So um, we're going to start with Joe. Number one, Days Before Christmas was released on which two consoles? Ten seconds. Is it the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo? It's correct. Number two for Neil. Canon Soccer was a Christmas minigame released in 1994. Which two games did it combine? That was Cannon Fodder and Sensible Soccer. Is correct. Paul, in James Pond 2 Robocod, who is the villain who's taken over Santa's workshop? Oh, God. Take over Santa's workshop. Oh, God. Um, someone from Halloween. The devil! <laughs> <laughs> Ravi? Michael Barrymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was Dr. Maybe, it was. Okay, number four for Ravi. Cygnosis released a series of festive-themed puzzlers between 1991 and 1994 based on which game series? Lemmings. Lemmings is correct. Number five for Joe. Which Super Nintendo platformer included an unlockable Christmas theme for the bonus levels by entering Merry on the file select screen? Zombies ain't my neighbours. Neil? Um. Hmm. Can I have the question again, please? Yeah, sorry, I'll ask it for you again, no worries. Which Super Nintendo platformer included an unlockable Christmas theme for the bonus levels by entering Merry on the file select screen? Platformer, platformer. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. Uh. It was Donkey Kong Country 3, oh. Dixie Kong's wow. Double Trouble. So you were close. <laughs> OK, number six for Neil. Name the Christmas expansion pack released for Duke Nukem 3D in 1997. Uh, nuclear Winter? It's Whoa. correct. Number seven for Paul. Holiday Hair was a Christmas-themed demo based on which game? Oh, God. Is that hair... As in on your head? <laughs> not a, it's not a rabbit-like creature. H-A-R-E. 
Oh, it is, but holiday hair. Ten seconds. Um, is it a, oh god, a sonic something. <laughs> oh, no. Ravi, do you want to go? Jazz Jack Rabbit is correct. <laughs> Number eight for Ravi. In 1993, Bullfrog released a festive shareware game. What was it called? A festive shareware game. Ten seconds. Any clues, uh, Bullfrog? <laughs> clues Sorry, now. could we have asked for clues throughout this whole week? <laughs> yeah. Christmas, Christmas syndicate. I don't know. No, it was uh, actually Joe. Do you want another game? Psycho Santa. Psycho Santa is oh. correct. Great game as well. Okay. Was that Bullfrog? It was. Wow. Number nine for Joe. What was the top-selling console in Britain during Christmas 1991? Sega Mega Drive. Incorrect, Neil. That was the year... No, it wasn't the year the Super Nintendo came out, was That's it? Why I... Maybe it was in Europe. Let's go with Super Nintendo. No. It was the Game Boy. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. I knew it wouldn't be the Super Nintendo because I think that was 92 for the UK, so... Ah. Yeah, and the Game Boy was also the biggest selling toy in general in 1991. Here we go, question number 10 for Neil. Which fighting game features the character of Bad Mr. Frosty, the snowman? Uh, Clay Fighter. Well That's correct. If I remember right, doesn't he also like fight a shirtless Santa as well in in one of them? That was an interesting game. Oh, might do, yeah. <laughs> That's just a flashback. <laughs> that last Christmas night out, yeah. Like out in Nottingham. <laughs> Okay, number 11. Last one for you, Paul. Christmas Nights into Dreams was originally released on which console? I think that's the Sega Saturn. Is correct. And last one of the quiz for Ravi. Neon Studios put out two Christmas-themed games in 2001 and 2002 for the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance. What was the game series called? Neon or Neo? Neon Studios. I'll give you 10 seconds. Uh, I don't know. Christmas murder. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you want to go that for a last point in the quiz? He doesn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater okay. on the Game Boy. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was Santa Claus Jr., which brings us to the end of the Retro Hour Quiz 2020. And it's over to Samantha to give us the final scores. Okay, so Ravi actually didn't do too badly on his own to say he's not in part of a team. I think you've done really well, Ravi. Well done. Happy he got nice. 17. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I get the special award. <laughs> I can make you one. It's fine. Uh, then Paul got 24. Neil got 26. And Joe's the winner on 27. Congratulations, Joe. Now, we did add an extra point on for Neil because we forgot to credit him on earlier on, but <laughs> Joe is this year's Retro Hour annual Super Quiz winner. Well done, Joe. Thank well, you. huge congratulations to Joe. Can I just say, there was some collaboration there because did you notice how Ravi got really bad near the end? No. <laughs> I, think, I think he was feeding him questions. Oh, oh do you think? <laughs> I had at least three questions there that I knew the answer to, but then just it. Yeah, about a second later, yeah. I, I, I just wanted a retro hour guy in the lead, so I thought I'd uh, chuck them to Joe, you know. But let Joe have it instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't just have the victory, can I? <laughs> <laughs> it really is tradition that Ravi comes last as well. It wouldn't be the quiz without it, would it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much thank you Paul for uh, coming back for another year thank you Dan that was brilliant thanks for hosting uh, and thank you Neil for coming on um, and playing the quiz for the first time hope you enjoyed it thank you gang I did I'm just pleased that I haven't humiliated myself I think that went okay I'm happy with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no console knowledge and he stormed this Sega around look at that <laughs> and uh, commiserations Ravi but um, ah, you know, I'm used fun. to it <laughs> <laughs> and thank you very much for joining us for the Retro Hour annual Christmas Supergrass 2020 we're taking a week off next week so our next episode will be out on New Year's Day do you want to do a little teaser to that episode, Dan? Well, actually, yeah, if you are a fan of um, Sinclair, we've actually got someone who was very instrumental in the launch of not only the ZX80, ZX81, the Spectrum and the QL. So 
definitely one for the Spectrum fans. So have a very Merry Christmas and we will see you in 2021.